What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Richards, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a fresh perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We are coming at you live yet again on Facebook, on Instagram, and also live on Periscope. What's up, Periscope? Glad you guys are here. Hope many many more people join. I see Becky just joined on Facebook. Glad to see you here. Um, but yeah, I'll try to respond to the comments as they come in throughout the stream. I think that makes it way more fun when you guys talk. So um, keep the comments rolling in and I'll, I'll respond as we go. But to start off, I do want to announce the schedule. I, d- I put together a schedule that I think is going to work for me the best and probably most people. Um, I decided I'm going to try to do the podcast every Wednesday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, which is my time, or 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And I'm doing it on Wednesdays in hopes that you know people who are taking long weekends during the spring and summer especially, they... You know, Wednesday is right in the middle of the week, so they may miss that day. They'll still they'll still be in the office, have to go to work the next day, something like that. So I'm thinking Wednesday evenings is the best. Um, you know, everybody's schedule is different. Wednesday just happens to be good for me. Good way to get the second half of the week going. So, um, but the Wednesday podcasts that does not include special edition podcasts that I plan to do. I have some things planned that I'm going to tell you guys about here in just a second. Um, That may fall on another day than just a Wednesday. So that way we can get more people involved who can't make it on a Wednesday. So speaking of special editions, I have one of my good college buddies named Corbin going to be on the show. Um, He doesn't live too far from me. He's going to come on down. Dallas is already trying to get me talking about the Raiders. Trust me, man, I got (laughs) you. We got some stuff in here for you. Um but speaking of special edition, my buddy Corbin is going to be on the show. It's going to be one of the Wednesday shows, actually. So it'll be, uh, it could be the 5th of April, the 12th, or the 19th. One of those three Wednesdays. I'm going to try to get him on. We're going to do a little bit of a preview of the NBA playoffs because it'll be kicking off. Um, actually, on the 15th is when that kicks off for the NBA. So the 5th and 12th is where that would have to be, hopefully. But working with his schedule, I'll be happy to have him on. Um, and then besides the Wednesday show, I'm also going to have him on for a full, uh, NBA only show on a Saturday. Um, we're just going to kick it here at my place and we're going to do a big, long show talking about NBA playoffs. You know, we're going to try to keep it close to an hour because that seems like a good amount of time for a podcast, but there's a lot to cover in the NBA playoffs with 16 teams. So we'll see what happens. And that's, Supposed to go down tentatively on April 22nd. What's going on, Brendan? Glad to see you here. Same, Steven. Just saw you guys pop in on Facebook. It's great seeing some faces. Well, sort of. Yeah, I guess I see faces. I see faces next to your names. Um, Glad to have you guys in here. Yeah, I look forward to that. My buddy Corbin uh, coming on the show a Wednesday, and then on April 22nd, tentatively. Um, I'll keep you guys posted the coming weeks uh, as that gets closer. Hello, Kelly. I see you just joined on Facebook. Glad you're here. Um, So to get into the thick of things a little bit, I did end the drought of articles on my blog. Could you believe that? It took me forever to get another post up. I I believe the last post before the one I just did was my, my, one of my contributors and good buddy, Charles, he posted something on there. Um, But I posted an article about the, the city bowling tournament that I participated in. 
you'll have to go check out that article. I know that there's a lot of haters out there when it comes to bowling. A lot of people say it's an old man sport. <laughs> and when you have, when you're old and you have no friends and nothing to do, you go bowling. <laughs> I mean, that's not actually what they say, but you know, they still say hurtful things and I don't like it. So I'm bringing bowling back. What's up? Article, the first article for bowling is up on the blog, recapping the Idaho Falls City Bowling Tournament. I talk about how I did, give you some of my scores, letting out my, my secrets um, when it comes to bowling. Um, and in that article, you'll I'm going to mention some things right now about the article. I, I do plan to bowl in next year's bowling league. So when that comes around, just look forward to more coverage of bowling. I know it's going to bore some people, but at least it's a community sport that I participate in that I, I feel like it's a waste of my time doing a sports blog if I'm not talking about it. You know what I mean? So look forward to that next season. Um, but with that article comes two new ca- uh, blog categories. We got community sports and bowling. So bowling would be the, you know sort of a community sport that's added in there. So if you participate in any community sport, whether it is a bowling league or maybe you're in a softball league, city basketball league, flag football, I know all these things is, exist in my town here. Um, <clears throat> if you want to contribute, if you want to write about your experiences in those leagues, head over to the website and do so, uh, abstractsports.com. Go to the links in the footer. There's some important links in there that can get you started. Uh, I'd be happy to have you guys write for my blog if you'd like. So um, also coming up, I have the East, I did add the eSports category. Becky on Facebook says, hey, I was on the bowling team in high school. Awesome. I I wish I would have gotten to bowling in high school. You know, when I quit basketball my freshman year, that would have been a great fallback. I feel like that's a lot less stressful than than basketball. <laughs> um, but with I do have the esports category added to the blog with the cool custom designed icons by your by yours truly. What's going on, Love Jones on Periscope? Glad to see you're here. Um, and I, I still have four hours of video to edit. I've said that like the last three or four podcasts, but it's a very tedious task and I'm getting around to it. Just don't you worry. Um, once that's done, it'll be paired up with an article. It's going to be great. You'll want to see that. So that's the recent happenings on the blog. Things I've, I've got my energy back when it comes to writing for the blog. Podcasting has been taking a lot of my energy lately, but I'm finally starting to juggle these two things. And I think I can make them both happen at the same time. So looking forward to being productive coming in the coming weeks. So look forward to that. So around the sports world, boys and girls, there is a lot to talk about in the sports world, but um, you probably see from the the title of the, the broadcast, probably not on Instagram, but NBA playoffs, they are like my jam. And that's what me and my buddy Corbin are going to be talking about a lot. So I'm going to talk about some of the coming things to look forward to in NBA, but also uh, had some fans send in some answers to the question last week. So I'll be talking about those. Um, That should be pretty fun. Um, Some great answers came in. I can't wait for that. Um, So sports. Hello, Jolene. Glad you're here on Facebook. Sports, basketball, NBA. How's it going, Sydney? Thanks for coming by. So the NBA has a big game going on, and it's starting in like seven minutes. So you guys should feel excited. I don't know. Maybe not excited. I am sacrificing my watching of a great NBA game to entertain you guys with this sports podcast. So hopefully you guys can give me some some updates as I'm going along. I might have a tab open here. I don't know. It's a secret. Um, 
So NBA, the big game tonight going on in like seven minutes, Golden State Warriors at San Antonio Spurs. Two top teams in the West. I should probably pull up this this bracket here. San Antonio with a record of 57 and 16. They've been looking really strong lately. Uh, they've got a major, uh, super experienced team. A lot of veterans on their team, uh, especially with Kawhi Leonard. He's only been in the league a few years, but the dude is a defensive animal. Um, and lately he's been putting on an offensive show. I mean, quote unquote, he says, basketball is fun. That's when you know he's going to bring the heat. He thinks it's fun. And he's good at it. That's that's when you're in trouble. But San Antonio Spurs are playing the one and only Golden State Warriors. Record of 60, 60 and 14. They're on a seven-game win streak currently. Um, but, but there are some crazy stats I've got to spit out at you guys. I saw this and I was like, whoa, I did not even realize this. I mean, that happens to me a lot. <laughs> but... The Warriors have lost both games against the Spurs this season. They The first one was at home, so at Golden State, and the score was 129 to 100. Spurs whooped them. That was like game one of the season, I believe, back in October. And then they played the Spurs in San Antonio, and the Warriors also lost 107 to 85. And if you're doing some math, the point differential in both of those games is over 20 points in favor of the San Antonio Spurs. How's it going, Trevor, on Facebook? Glad you're coming through. So basically, the Warriors can't keep up with the Spurs. So will they lose tonight? There's a possibility. It's in San Antonio, I believe. I, I should probably check that out. I'm going to say it's in San Antonio, going with my gut. Um, I think the Spurs are going to get this one, especially because they're at home. Um I mean, the Warriors are streaking seven games, but they've lost a few games before that, like right in a row. They, you know, they've been looking kind of weak. I mean, you know, quote unquote weak. They do have 60 wins, but still, um, I think the Spurs will get the win tonight. And it, I, it might just be by 20 points. I'm going to give you a score prediction. I'll say 115 to 93. That'll be a 22 point differential. 115 to 93 in favor of the Spurs. But going along with that story, what's also crazy is, you know, everybody's talking about the Warriors and the Cavaliers. They're going to have a re-rematch this year, third finals in a row, which I think would be really exciting to see personally. But what is crazy is that the Spurs have defeated the Warriors and the Cavs in all of their games this year. How's it going, Michael? Glad you're coming through. On Facebook, thanks for being here. So the, the Spurs have beat the Cavs and the Warriors in all the games they played against them this season, and not only that, they've beat them by a combined average of twenty point eight points. So the Spurs are a team that's to be reckoned with. Nobody's really talking about them that much because the Warriors and Cavs are all about. They're, they're in the media because they're the two top teams. They have a lot of wins. They're really good. LeBron, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving. All the big names, but but Kawhi Leonard. You can't sleep on Kawhi Leonard, Manu Ginobili, all those other guys. Not Tim Duncan because he's retired now, unfortunately. Those guys are looking pretty good. Um, so yeah, Spurs, 
Warriors tonight. Check that out. Game's going on in a few minutes. I bet you Michael's got the TV on right now watching this game. I mean, if he's watching the podcast, that lets me know he's not working and he's watching basketball. If he's not, he's got a problem. Um, so, yeah, NBA playoffs just around the corner. Got a big game, a big Western Conference matchup right now. I mean, the Warriors are going to be, the if the season ended right now, they'd be the one seed if, and the Spurs would be the two seed. So they could face off in the Western Conference Finals. But things are looking pretty interesting because Boston, the Boston Celtics, Michael says, yep, he's watching the game. Called it. It's like I know you personally or something. I don't know. Um, the Celtics just passed the Cavs, uh, for the number one spot in the East. If the season ended right now, they'd be playing the eight seed Miami heat. Uh, I think Boston would easily sweep them in that series. Um, and then to go to the Western conference, golden state would be playing Portland. Portland hasn't been very strong this year. Um, kind of on the same level as the heat. So I, I, I think the warriors would sweep them as well. Cavs would play Indiana. San Antonio would play Memphis. I know Steve, if Steve is in here still, big Memphis fan, he's he's probably hoping that the Spurs fall flat in that first round. Um, I mean, if, if that's how it, how it stays um, going into the playoffs. Uh, then we have uh, the Wizards playing Milwaukee. Wizards are a number three seed. Milwaukee a six seed. Houston a number three seed against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Got James Harden potentially going up against uh, Russell Westbrook. Um more, more on those two in a little bit. And then uh, the next next matchup would be Toronto Raptors against the Atlanta Hawks and then Utah Jazz against Los Angeles Clippers. Jazz, which you, if you've listened to the last couple podcasts, you know that I'm kind of excited about the Jazz. They're the closest team to where I'm from here in Idaho. So I'm kind of rooting for them just out of locale. Um, but I, I think they could beat the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers have been kind of strong lately, though. They got Blake Griffin back. Um, they could be some trouble, but um, I'm rooting for the Jazz in that series. So that's what the NBA playoffs look like. Um, my, me and my buddy Corbin, when he gets here for our Wednesday podcast in the next few weeks, um, we are, we are going to go uh, a lot more in-depth about the NBA playoffs. That'll be pretty much what the entire podcast is about. So you want to uh, stay tuned for that one. Again, Wednesdays, every Wednesday, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. So that's the NBA, or I guess not really the NBA. That's mostly just... NBA playoffs and the game tonight, but still in the NBA, Russell Westbrook got his 37th triple double on Monday, Monday evening against the Mavericks. He has to get four more to have the record for number of triple doubles in a season to beat Oscar Robertson. And he has nine games to do it. It looks like, um, they've got four home games and five away games. I think he can do it guys. I think he can do it. I want to see him do it. I love watching rec- records get broken and history get made. Get made. Wow, my grammar is on point today. Um, it's it's just really cool to see that type of stuff happen right before your eyes. Um, but one story I'm really interested about in the NBA. I mean, it's sort of a side story. I just got a notification: Thunder and Magic going into overtime, tied at end of regulation, 102-102. Uh, I wonder what Westbrook's stats are. Let me pull them up right now. Uh, NBA.com. Let's see here. I don't want to watch. Well, I guess I do want to watch. Okay, we're going to get a quick update here for those that are watching live. Box score. Oh, come on, stat machine. 
Oh, my stat machine's not loading. That's unfortunate. Anybody know what's going on in the Thunder game? Go ahead and drop it in the comments, and we can talk about that. My The stat machine on NBA.com is not working, so wonder if he's got a triple-double uh, brewing up right now. So one story in the NBA, I'm not talking about LeVar Ball this week. I did just name drop him, but I'm not talking about him anymore. This, this time around is Kobe Bryant. He was on the set of ESPN recently, which, you know, if you know me personally, Kobe Bryant's my man. He was my childhood idol. Looked up to that dude a lot, being 18, coming in the league when I was young, blah, blah, blah. Um, but ever since he retired, he started something called, uh, it's it's like a puppet show, and it's it's for educating the youth, and it's called Muse Cage, Kobe Bryant's Muse Cage. And if you saw his latest documentary, um, it was called Muse. Basically, it was him talking about his passion for the game of basketball and, and when he got injured, um, his transition into life after basketball and finding his muse outside of sports, um, which can be tough. I could imagine, you know, the thing you've loved to do for the last 20 years, it's been your your pride and joy. It's been the means of your success in your career and a lot of happy moments. And then after 20 years, all of a sudden it's done and you're only 40 years old. I couldn't imagine trying to go out in the world. And I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, I'd have millions of dollars, but Kobe Bryant's muse case is really interesting. Um, he's, he's been a, he's always come to, come off to me as a creative guy. I mean, with all of his shoe lines that come out, he has some crazy philosophy behind it. He met, he would always meet really closely with Nike and come up with a concept that fit his idea, uh, to a T. So I've always known he was a creative guy, but I think he took a, a, a few pages out of Phil Jackson's book when it comes to philosophy. This guy is a thinker and I love that because I'm a thinker. I'm a, I'm a creative person. Um, but the whole idea of this muse cage is it's a show with a puppet in this thing place called Canvas City. It's actually a city made out of cardboard and lights, and um, it's all constructed. Um, apparently, I just got a notification. Russell Westbrook has 50 points going into overtime, kids. That's nuts. But the muse cage, the concept around it is that he's trying to teach the youth how to look at dark muses and light muses. I know this is getting a little bit artsy, but just hear me out. It's kind of cool. So uh, a muse is basically something that you strive to be or something that you can pull inspiration from or motivation, you know, all those positive things that get you to do stuff. And he describes light muses as those things that you like. Like, say, for for me, it was like Kobe Bryant. I look up to him. He's a light muse. It's a positive thing. He's pushing me to be the best I can be at basketball. Um, But then you have, like, dark muses, things like, bullies at school or um, just bad things that people say about you that you can use as fuel to your fire to be motivated. So it's kind of like a a double-edged sword to, but ultimately to be motivated as a person. And it's clearly for youth because it's uh, the puppet on the show is the, its name is little Mamba, a little purple snake. And yeah, if you know, I mean the black Mamba, Kobe Bryant, little Mamba, it makes sense. But, it's actually really interesting. I think he's gotten a lot of uh, negative feedback on it because all people know him as is a basketball player. And I mean, obviously he struggled with that himself when he was playing basketball. Um, that's all he did for 20 years. Every day he'd be working on his game. And then when he leaves that, what is he? And so this is him trying to translate from basketball to real life. Really interesting story. I think you should follow it. 
Uh, go watch the videos. You can probably find them online somewhere. Uh, look for uh, Kobe Bryant's Muse Cage. It's really interesting. Have an open mind when you go into it. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's very creative, and I think it's got a lot of potential. So we'll see where that goes in the future. But he also says that uh, Kobe, when he was on the show on ESPN late, uh, recently, he says that we might just see the first ever co-MVP with Westbrook and Harden, which, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, we had the first unanimous MVP in Steph Curry last year, um, and then he fell flat 3-1, blew a 3-1 lead, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I think it's possible Westbrook and Harden, it's pretty close to call, or it's a pretty close call because James Harden's been putting up crazy numbers, several 40-plus point games with triple-doubles. Um, Westbrook, obviously, has got 37 triple-doubles, could end up with 38 tonight with that 50 points we just I just mentioned. So that would be an interesting battle because they used to be on the same team. They're buddies, both great basketball players. Um, I wish the best for both of those guys. I'd be happy if either won, but my prediction is Westbrook still. I feel like that many triple-doubles just affects the game way too much. Um, or way more than uh, James Harden does. Um, so keeping it in on the basketball topic, um, if you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them while I'm talking and we, and we can uh, get a little conversation going here. Uh, but talk about NCAA. I mean, not only is NBA playoff time rolling around, uh, it's just around the corner, but NCAA Final Four in Glendale, Arizona. April 1st, April Fool's Day though. Look out. If there's an upset, like maybe... Say the South Carolina Gamecocks beat uh, Gonzaga University Bulldogs in a big upset. People are going to be like, it's April Fool's. That's not real. Um, no, it's real. Uh, I, I I don't want Gonzaga to lose because they are my prediction to win it all. But who doesn't want? Who doesn't love seeing an upset in, in March Madness? You know what I mean? So Gonzaga University Bulldogs, number one seed, plays University of South Carolina Gamecocks at number seven seed. They shouldn't be there, but they beat Duke and they earned it. So they're there. What up? And then you got the University of North Carolina, UNC, Tar Heels, number one seed, going against University of Oregon Ducks, the three seed. And I, it might just be two number one seeds going into the, the championship this year, uh, which, you know, isn't unheard of. Um, but it's kind of cool to see Gonzaga in there. They're also kind of close to me in a way. I mean, I went to school at the University of Idaho. Gonzaga's in Spokane. That's like right there. Um, I have a lot of friends that live in Spokane, so I can't help but root for Gonzaga. They're they're probably the closest college team to me besides the Idaho Vandals. Go Vandals. So that's what we got for basketball. A lot of things to look forward to. April Fool's Day, Final Four. That game's going on right now between the Spurs and the Warriors. You'll want to keep your eyes on that one. Next up is MLB. Uh, so in the in the last podcast, I talked about how the the USA uh, were going to, was going against Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic. It was the first final the USA team has ever been to in the four four years of this event. Michael on Facebook says it's going to be UNC that wins it all. I'm guessing that's what he's saying. I'll give him a thumbs up. I just don't click the finish button. That would be bad. Thumbs up, bruh. Um, I I mean, they have just as good a chance as Gonzaga. I just think Gonzaga's had enough. I mean, they have a winning culture in their locker room right now. Having only lost one game all season, I think they've got this one in the bag. But sometimes that's where confidence gets too high, and they blow it. 
So we'll see if those college kids can stay focused, huh? Um, so anyways, USA goes on to beat Puerto Rico in the final. And I, I think it was a blowout. Let me go look it up. I should have the score here. What am I doing? Oh my gosh. Kelly on Facebook says South Carolina will beat Gonzaga. Oh, that's a big time upset. I think you, um, you have some, uh, something in on that. What's going on? Jeffrey on Facebook. Glad to see you're here, buddy. My internet apparently just went out. So hopefully all my links still work. That would be embarrassing if they didn't. Um, so anyway, MLB opening day is coming up on April 2nd, I believe. Um, on April 2nd, there's only a, well, actually opening day is on April 3rd. April 3rd is actual opening day. There are a few games on April 2nd though. That's what I meant to say. So on April 2nd, it's a Sunday. You've got Yankees and Rays playing at about 11, 10 AM. That's mountain time. Um, Cubs and Cardinals play 6:35 PM that day. And then Giants Diamondbacks play 2:10 PM. What's up, Jeff? How are you doing? Becky on Facebook says Oregon beats Gonzaga in the finals. Oh boy. I think that's a, that could also happen. You know, at this point, final four, anything can happen. If a seven seed can make it there, why can't they go all the way? You know what I mean? I would love to see that the Cinderella story. I mean, they're not like a, a a 16 seed or anything like that, but a seven seed going on to win it. That would be awesome to see. Um, so I mean, you know, I want Gonzaga to win, but if I see an upset, I won't be upset. <laughs> that was a good one. You guys probably laughed at that joke. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, a few games on Sunday, April 2nd, and then opening day is Monday, April 3rd. That's when every other team plays. Um, and I know my mother-in-law will probably be taking that day off of work to watch all the games because that's what she does. Um, uh, that, I mean, it's, it's right, right there, man. That's like four days away, three days away. How's it going? Uh, person on Periscope. Glad to see you're in here. Some people have some interesting usernames. I will not repeat on the air. Um, (laughs) but speaking of baseball, I'm also, uh, as I said in the last uh, broadcast or the last podcast was that I'm, I joined a fantasy baseball league. My buddy Charlie, who's one of my, my contributors on the blog, he invited me to a fantasy league. He's like, you know what? You can use this as research for the blog, man. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I, I'm, I'm going in cold turkey. Like I, I mean, if you know me, you know that I don't know baseball all that well. I know how the game works. I don't know like all the ins and outs of the game. I don't even know all the stats that people like to look at. So when it comes to baseball, especially fantasy baseball, where there's a lot of games, you have to change your lineup all the time. It's going to be tough for me. So I'm going to like between now and Saturday, I believe it's going to be, I believe the draft is a Saturday. I'm going to have to do a lot of research and do a whole bunch of mock drafts to have an idea of how this thing's actually going to work. Um, Not to mention design a logo for my team and come up with a team name. Gosh, so many responsibilities as an adult. Ugh. (laughs) But I'm really looking forward to that. I'll be keeping you guys posted on what happens in that fantasy league in the fantasy faction section of the blog. Um, There's not a whole lot of articles in there, so I'll be populating that real nice over the spring and summer. 
So that's what I have for baseball. I turned a, like six lines of text into a lot of podcast. That's great. Freestyling like a boss. So moving on to the NFL. What's going on, Cameron? Happy to see you in the podcast live stream on Facebook. Oh, I just saw somebody up here said USA, USA. <laughs> oh, that was Michael cheering on the U.S. men uh, MLB team. That's great. Sorry I didn't see your co- your comment earlier. Um, so in the NFL, you know, there's free agency and the draft is coming up and, you know, that's all fun and exciting. I don't think it's close enough for me to be giving it a lot of coverage right now. But the the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders are on the move to Las Vegas, kids. I mean, every if you follow if you follow sports, you heard about the Raiders moving to Vegas uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, whenever that was. I believe it was Monday. That's huge news. Obviously, Oakland fans are upset. I mean, this this franchise originated in Oakland. Their fan base is crazy, wild, and fun to be around. And so when their team leaves, they have nothing to be passionate about. I mean, they have the Golden State Warriors. Maybe that was a part of their decision-making. Michael says, Cammy Cakes, referring to Cameron. Man, I hope they know each other. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raiders on the move to Vegas. They'll be playing in Oakland, though. How's it going, Ben Lee? Welcome to the conversation. Glad you're here. Um, so they'll be playing in Oakland for 2017 and 2018, and the Raiders owner, Mark Davis, actually says that he's open to extending their lease to play in Oakland in 2019 as well. So if the cards fall in the right way, they could be there for three more years before they move to Las Vegas. But it sounds like it's going to happen in a couple of years anyway. So that's going to be really exciting to follow. Um, Dallas says he's back. He must have, I know he's, he's traveling, so he must not have had service. Um, so yeah, they're, they're moving to Vegas probably in for they'll probably play there in 2019 that's my my prediction um currently they they would have to share UNLV stadium or they would build their own and according to a little bit of research it sounds like they're looking into building their own um they've already got a some renderings out of a planned 1.9 billion dollar stadium that will seat about 65,000 How's it going, Courtney? Glad to see you uh, here in the live podcast. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Dallas on Facebook, just being a fatty, had to get DQ. Like I said, he's traveling. Got You got to have that energy, man, to stay awake and all that. I like it. <laughs> hey, should I get some, I should get some sponsorship money for saying DQ. Um, oh, no, I clicked a link. I didn't want to. So yeah, that stadium will seat 65,000. Um, and one thing I actually heard from uh, some people at work is that this move to Vegas where there's an NFL team with you know a huge stadium and all this, there's potential that a lot of that college bowl games could go to Vegas. You know, I mean, they have to have a big enough stadium to sit a lot of people so they can maximize their profits. And that's definitely big enough. Uh, Kelly on Facebook says the stadium will be ready for 2020. Okay, yeah, it's, that could be an updated status on this. I mean, I read this yesterday. So, yeah, I'll be ready by 2020. So they could be sharing with UNLV until then, or um, they'll be in Oakland until then. 
it could go either way. Um, but uh, around here in Idaho, there's a team, uh, th- there's, uh, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. Um, they also have an, uh, an Idaho, um, section of that school as well, where they're a big bowl contender every year. They could be playing their bowl games in Vegas and it's kind of in like a hub, um, of a lot of that student fan base. So a lot of people would travel to Vegas for that game. Um, so that's kind of some words I heard from some birds at work. Um, but something to look forward to Vegas being in or <laughs> Raiders being in Vegas. You know, a lot of the people are upset, but um, I saw a quote by um, Derek Carr and I don't have it with me because my, my internet died, but I still have my tabs open luckily. But basically the gist of it was that um, he, Derek Carr, you know, the quarterback who went down with the leg injury, broken leg and, uh, just before the playoff started and they were a major playoff contender. Um, and basically he was like, Oakland, we thank you for everything. We love you guys. We're going to give you our, all the next few years that we're in Oakland. Um, you guys have helped build this franchise up to what it is. You're what give us motivation to be the team that we are today. You know, all these really awesome, positive things. And I've always liked Derek Carr. He's a really positive individual. He's kind of got that Mamba mentality. He just wants to win. And obviously moving to Vegas doesn't necessarily mean winning, but um, he has the right mindset for it. And he sent a really good message that I think a lot of people needed to hear, especially in the Oakland area. How's it going, Jaden? Welcome to the live podcast on Facebook. Thanks for stopping by. Um, But I think that he hits the nail on the head. He's like, look, we love you guys. It's not our decision. It's just the business of football that we're moving to Vegas. Please understand that but he still says that we are still Raiders nation for life. Don't get that wrong. Like you guys can still be fans from just from a little ways away. Um, but personally, I think that the Las Vegas culture and just, you know, it's sin city. It's crazy there. It's, it's Vegas. I think that they can provide a lot of rowdy fans that fit the Oakland Raiders fan base. Dallas says, Oh, talk about the link I sent you about Raiders fans. (laughs) He sent me a link. I'm pretty sure it was a fake article, but it was funny. But I won't read it because my internet's down and I can't open a new link and I'm not going to try to get my internet up to, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm streaming to you guys because I've got, my, my desktop has issues. So the live podcast and everything is good, luckily. Um, sorry, Dallas, can't do that. Um, but anyways, I think Vegas brings a lot of, of good fans for the, uh, the Raider fan base. I mean, what do you guys think? I think that that's pretty accurate. So that, wow, I got only 40 minutes in and I've already got through all the sports stuff and this is a sports podcast. What am I doing? It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Promise I do though. So the title of the, this podcast is NBA playoffs and fan questions. Like I said earlier, I had a few people send in some awesome questions uh, or answers to my questions. Oh man, I just, the name of the, oh, that's bad. Fan answers. I did, <laughs> I'm not, wow. I said fan questions in the title of the podcast, but luckily post-production, I can go back and fix that. Just think that I said fan answers. I had, I had some fans send in some answers to the question that I asked last podcast last week and we're going to get to those right now 
So last week I left everybody with a question, as I do every week. The question was to think about it, send me an email, or you know, chat at me, however you know me, get at me with your answer. And the question was, what team is your favorite in all of sports and why? Kelly on Facebook says, what do you think about the real Salt Lake soccer team's new coach? Oh my goodness, put me on the spot without internet. Kelly, I'll be honest, I do not know. I have not heard about that. Um, you know, going going to a soccer match in Salt Lake would be really fun. Um, I haven't covered it, uh, very much soccer yet, uh, being a one-man team uh, for the podcast, so I'm sorry, I don't know anything about what's going on in the soccer world. Um, <laughs> but if you're a soccer fan, I can really try to incorporate that. Um, I might have to open the podcast to a couple more days a week. Uh, Becky on Facebook says the masters. And I don't, I, I'm guessing she's referring to what is your favorite? What team is your favorite? I'm confused now, guys. What's going on, Ryan? Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Glad you're here. Um, you came in at an awkward point, but it's okay. We're getting past it. Kelly, I will look into some soccer things and I will give you an opinion. Um, whether it's on the Facebook page or maybe I'll put it up in next podcast just to have some soccer content. I like it. So yeah, again, the question was what, what team is your favorite in all the sports and why golf? Yeah, I noticed that (laughs) great timing, Ryan. As soon as you come in, awkward. No, just kidding. <laughs> you're good, man. I'm glad you're here. Um, when I ask that question, though, I feel like sports fans always have a really cool story behind it, um, or behind you know behind their answer of why their team is their team. There's interesting stories around it. People like certain teams based on their hometown. I said that funny hometown. <laughs> the players that impacted their lives the most. Maybe that's why they like that team. Uh, maybe it runs in their family. So. I think it's kind of a personal question. I mean, obviously you can send in your answers if you want. And I had a few people that did, and that just goes to show that people like sports and they're passionate about it. So the first answer to the question I have is from Micah in Idaho. Hey, I'm from Idaho. He's a good friend of mine. Actually. Uh, we went to college up in Moscow together. Um, his answer to the question is, well, the vandals because school NFL team Super Bowl 34 was the first Super Bowl where I was old enough and new enough to appreciate what was going on in the game. I liked the blue team. Been a Titans fan ever since. MLB team was raised a Cardinals fan. I'll get to your guys' comments in just a second. They're talking about the Masters and golf. And I should should cover the Masters, actually. That would be kind of fun. I do plan on doing golfing this summer so I can do some coverage on golf as well with my game. Oh. Because everybody knows I am so good. This just in. Russell Westbrook posts 57 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. Grabs his 38th triple-double of the season. Unbelievable. That dude is a monster. I didn't see who won, though. Ugh, and then my internet's down. What a bummer, man. Somebody tell me who won. Somebody tell me who won, please. Help a brother out. So... Micah's answer when he says, well, the Vandals, uh, you know, I, so the Vandals, if you're not, if you're not familiar, if you're not from Idaho or you've never heard of the Vandals, they are the university of Idaho Vandals. They come from Moscow, Idaho, um, up in the panhandle of the state. 
Um, and I think it, it makes complete sense to have your alma mater be your favorite team. Um, there's a certain sense of family that comes with um, going to a school that has a sports program, whether they're good or not. Because um, <laughs> if, if you're a Vandal, you know that their sports programs are not what they're known for. But they've been successful recently. I mean, you, you build some sort of attachment to a team that you went to school for or w- that you went to school. So, you know, being a Vandal, going there for a few years, you go to the games a lot. It's a, it's a really fun experience to be there with your friends. Um, but you have something to rally behind. And, for example, this year the University of Idaho Vandals went to a bowl game. It was the Idaho Potato Bowl. And it was in Boise, Idaho, which is in rival territory. Um, but they got the win. They got their second second bowl win ever. I think that's right. So, And I actually went to that game. There's an article up on the blog about it. Um, really exciting game to be at it was freezing cold though and man my my toes were frozen so yeah being a fan of your alma mater i think that makes complete sense and then his when in his answer where he's talking about uh, his nfl team being the titans i have to say that that was probably when i was also just starting to understand the game enough to know what was happening uh ryan on facebook says the girls basketball team has really been making a name for themselves lately and he's talking about the university, or talking about the Vandals, and he is correct. Um, they made it into the big dance last year, I believe, and they got eliminated in the first round, if I remember correctly. Um, but they've always, in recent years, they've been contending for that one of those spots in the tournament. Um, and you know, as a Vandal fan, it's really cool to see a team make it to that level of play. Um, it puts puts your school on the map. Um, but you can't help but be excited for those girls on that team. They're doing really great work, and it's clearly paying off. Um, so anyways, back to Micah's answer. Super Bowl 34. that was when the Titans faced off against the Rams and Kurt Warner, I believe. Uh, that, that was back when they had Marshall Falk. Um, and that was around the same time that I understood the game enough, and it came down to that last play as time ticked out and Eddie George, I believe uh, might not have been Eddie George. There was a pass over the middle that a guy caught and he tried stretching for the goal line, but he was like a yard short. And that's how the game ended. That would have won it for the Titans. And it was like the first year that they were Titans before that they were the Houston Oilers. Um, so that would have been really cool for a new franchise like that. But I think that that's a good reason to be a fan of a team too. You're kind of like a, it was a good timing for the Titans. You know, they made it to a Super Bowl, and you're like, you know what? I like them because they are blue and I like football. And at that, around that time, we're about the age of what? Like 10? <laughs> so it makes sense. And then his other answer was MLB team was he was raised a Cardinals fan. Like I was saying, a sports run in the family. And if you're from a certain area, if you're close to a certain team, like a professional team, you're probably going to be fans of them over somebody else who is really far away because they're close to your hometown. It's something that your whole town, like it builds a lot of camaraderie in the city to be a fan of that team. So that makes complete sense. And I know that he was kind of close to, no wait, the Cardinals. Maybe not. (laughs) I'm wrong. Wrong city. Wrong sport. (laughs) Anyways, 
Thanks for sending in your answer, Micah. I really appreciate it. Providing some great content for the blog. How's it going, Max? Max on Instagram. Got the first guy on Instagram tonight. Glad you're here, buddy. So on to the next answer. This is a really long one, but that's because, you know, sports fans are passionate and I I want to share it. So Becky, if you're in the comments, raise your hand. This is this is Becky. Um let me get this formatted. Here we go. So here is Becky's answer. She says, Hi Kyle. If you don't know it's the Cubs, you just aren't paying attention. Meaning, I probably know her personally, and I do, and she would be very offended if I didn't know her favorite team was the Cubs. She says, In my family, baseball goes through the maternal line. My grandmother and mother living in a small cabin outside Helena, Montana, would pick up games on the radio from the Brooklyn Dodgers, the best, so that became their team. The voice of Vin Scully coming over the airwaves was hypnotic, along with the likes of Koufax, Reese, and Drysdale, made the wilds of Montana a little more worldly. I love that. It's very poetic. Um, Grandma and mom had a deep hatred of both the Giants and especially the Yankees because what what they could do to dem bums, because, and I, I'm guessing there's a reference there. She leaves a book recommendation even. She is doing the work for me, guys. Shout out to Becky. Um, book recommendation by Doris Kearns. You'll want to read up on Wait Until Next Year. So Wait Until Next Year by Doris Kearns. That's her book recommendation uh, about dem bums. Um, go give it a look up if you want to purchase it. Um, I should get some royalties. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <clears throat> and then she goes on. Fast forward many years. I followed the Dodgers, but not with the same passion. Forgive me, Tommy Lasorda. I went to school in Moscow, Idaho, where I started to watch Harry Carey and the Cubs on WGN. How can you not ha- not love a team like that? I watched the Cubs this year after... I watched the Cubs year after year snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. I loved Mark Grace on first. What were they thinking? The trade Maddox. Really, Kerry Wood never. Really, Kerry Wood will never be healthy enough to play more than four games a season. And the home run race between McGuire and Sosa, only to have Sosa fall just short. Such is the fate of a Cub. I realize both have been tainted with performance-enhancing drugs, but during the race, it was glorious, and it was glorious. I was young when that was going on, but I was stoked about it. Um, she goes on. I know that this is a long letter, but I think you need to know where my deep love of the game comes from. And she provided some quotes from her favorite, uh, game callers in Vince Scully, the late great two balls, two strikes, two outs. It's deuces wild at Dodger stadium. And I actually have a sound bite. I hope my internet has buffered the video because my internet is down and I hope that this works. Let's give it a shot. Two balls, two strikes, two out, two on, and two runs in the game, one apiece. That was a little sound bite. I couldn't tell. I don't know if you guys could hear that. My audio is being really weird right now. My computer's being weird, guys. It might actually be really loud, and I just can't tell because I have my headphones on. But that's that's deuces wild in Dodger Stadium. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Whenever that happens, she definitely quotes it when I when when she's watching the game. And then the other quote she gives is "Holy cow!" by Harry Carey, and I think I have this one as well. Let's give it a shot. Hope this is loud enough, guys. If you can't hear it, I'm really sorry. Kelly said she heard it. That's awesome. Here is Harry Carey with "Holy cow." <laughs> <laughs> 
Man. I've heard that voice before. Holy cow! <laughs> That's my best impression. That's, I'm sorry, Becky, if I butchered that, but uh, two really great voices of the game. I've, I know I've heard both of those voices in my lifetime. I'm pretty sure anyway. They sound familiar. I've heard them whether I watched a, a, a video or if it was live. There you go. But I have to go back. So she's a huge fan of the Cubs, and they just got their win last season, got their first uh, World Series championship ever. Um, you know, 116 years, so many years of losing. And, and when she says <laughs> snatching the victory out of the mouth of defeat or something like that the other way around, that was beautiful. That quote is awesome. Let me find that again. I have to say it again. I watched the Cubs year after year snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. I'm going to bold that. That was nice. But I, I know the feeling. That's like when the Vandals get up really get, get up uh, several touchdowns going into the second half and then they blow it. They just somehow find a way to lose. Um, and so I know the feeling, but you can tell that Becky is super passionate about baseball in general, but definitely the Cubs. It, I mean, sports have a thing when it comes to families, you know, if you watch sports growing up, you get to experience these crazy moments in, in American culture that, um, are like, they surpass the significance of sports, you know, when a team has lost for so many years and you follow them for so many years and they finally get that win that like that is like nostalgia almost because it makes you think back on all the years you were a fan and all the hard times you had of being a fan and when they get that win i could just imagine the euphoria you feel you're just like thank you <laughs> so big shout out to becky thank you for the answer um clearly she's a cubs fan rooting for them again this year It'd be kind of interesting to see them repeat um man but i do have to say when i was younger I used to, um, you know, me and my friends playing baseball in the front yard or whatever. Um, I used to mimic Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa all the time because they were in the home run race. And then uh, not long after, I believe, was Barry Bonds. And he also was getting dogged about uh, performance-enhancing drugs. But it's it makes sports entertaining. It's unfortunate that they went that route or cork bats or whatever it is. Um, but it makes sports exciting. Um and like I said, as a kid, I, I I like to mock them. And I'd be like, up to the plate next is Sammy Sosa. And I'd get up there lefty because I know he was a lefty. Um, so, yeah, really cool cool things you, you talked about there in that story. Sports are a big family thing. And uh, there's a lot of memories attached to that. And I, I feel that way about my team. So thank you for sharing, Becky. I appreciate that. On to the next answer. We have one from... Alice, also in Idaho. Um, what do you know? A lot of Idaho people, <laughs> but they have great answers. Alice says, no surprise, the Atlanta Braves. And she says no surprise because this is, I know her personally. <laughs> She's my mother-in-law. Alice says, no surprise, Atlanta Braves. I remember my dad always watching baseball on Saturday afternoons and later he would come and watch as my sisters and brother and I played softball. Maybe that's why I kind of feel baseball gives me a connection with my dad. As to why I like the Braves, probably because the Braves were an IF affiliate, Idaho Falls affiliate, for a while and then the Braves were always on TBS so you could follow all the games. 
These were in the days of the all-time best pitching rotation of Schmoltz, Maddox, Glavin, Avery, not to mention my all-time favorite, Chipper Jones, also a guy I used to um, imitate as a kid. Been a Braves fan ever since, she says. I love my Detroit Lions for football, and I have a special place for the Boston Celtics, but baseball is my number one sport. And that goes back to the whole significance of sports and family and the connections there. Um, it brings back memories from the times of when you were younger and, and the people you'd watch those games with and experience them with. I mean, I can think of a thousand times, a thousand memories of, of sports memories growing up, um, whether I was playing sports, imitating baseball players, imitating basketball players, whatever, whatever it is, there's so many memories that I think have a lot of value in life and definitely comes through in those last two answers there. I mean, same with Micah's too. I mean, being a fan of an alma mater, um, so I really appreciate you guys for sending in your answers. I think that that is some valuable content for the podcast. And I, I, I want you to know that I really appreciate it. Um, the whole idea behind abstract sports is to talk about angles that people don't really see or hear that often. That's why it's abstract. It's kind of hidden. And I think the, the voice of the fans is a great place Um, I mean, my blog is a great place for the voice of fans because they all have really unique stories about sports. And I, I, I really like the idea of having a platform where they can share that. I mean, obviously you have your own social media and whatnot, but I like to hear them and I like to spread those cool stories. So thank you again for the answers guys and girls. And so this week's question, which you can answer, you can email us at hello at abstractsports.com. You can chat me if you know me personally. You can tweet at me at Kyle Clay Design on Twitter or at Abstract Sports with a K on Twitter. Um, looks like Instagram's going to shut down in a couple minutes because my connection's poor. Um, sorry, Max. <laughs> my phones are also about to fall over, which makes me really nervous. So the question this week is, And this is going to be a fun one. You guys are going to like it. If you could hang out with any athlete for a day, who would it be? Give me some reasons why you would choose them. That's a good question. But first, I'll get back to that again in a second, but I have to go back and answer the question myself. I just realized I forgot to do that. So I'm going to answer the question from last week, which was uh, what team is your favorite in all sports and why? And you know, I am a huge Los Angeles Lakers fan. Um, when I was really young, Dallas says, Kyle Richards, that's me. He's, I'm his favorite, his favorite athlete. Man, he knows me. <laughs> Thanks, Dallas. I'm flattered by that. Um, tell you what, we can hang out soon. <laughs> so my, my favorite sports team, if we're talking about the impact it's had on my life and all that, it's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. And I've talked about this before in a previous question. Um, the question I believe was, um, how have sports impacted your life and why or whatever? Um, so the answer to this one is kind of similar. So I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan because of Kobe Bean Bryant, the man, the black mamba. Um, when I was younger, I mean, I saw him come into the league. When he came in the league, I was like seven or eight, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Um, but I didn't actually notice him until I was probably about 10 or 11. Um, and similar to Micah's answer to the question last week, you know, that's, that's kind of around when I started to understand how I started to understand the game enough to be able to develop, 
a connection to it uh, in a very, like, I guess you could say an emotional way. Um, and so I, I saw Kobe Bryant and he was like, you know, really young. He was like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there at, at the time when I noticed this. And I'm like, mom, that's going to be me. When I'm 18, I'm going to be in the NBA. So like for me in my head, I was 11 at this time. I just kind of thought, you know, seven years down the road, I could be an NBA player. That's unheard of. And at the time, my oldest brother was the same age as Kobe Bryant. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get to work. And so I played basketball all the time. Like that was, that was what I did when I was a kid. I played a lot of other sports too, but basketball was my jam. Um, I still play to this day, but like I said, in my previous answer on the other podcast was, Oh, good thing. Instagram's dead. My phone just fell over for it. Um, Kobe Bryant gave me something to push for as a kid. Um, he gave me a benchmark, you know, at 18 years old, try to be in the NBA. So it really pushed me to, uh, try to make my ba- or improve my game, become a better basketball player, do anything I can to put myself in a position to be a professional basketball player. You look at me now, I'm not a professional basketball player, but I'm extremely passionate about sports and I, I owe the credit to him for that. What's going on, Brandon? Thanks for coming into the podcast. Same with you, Jimmy. Um, and so the Kobe Bryant and the Lakers in his early years had a really profound impact on my life because it pushed me to be better than I was at that time. Um, really, it's like really personal to me. So I, I, I that's where I, what I mean when these, these questions I ask you guys, they can get really personal and I love to hear those stories. Um, but going after I read Micah's answer of saying the, the Vandals, cause that's his alma mater. I know that cause he's my buddy. And I'm like, I went to the U of I as well. I'm a Vandal fan. And I'm like, that's a really good point. I support the Vandals heavily. I mean, I don't, I, it's really hard for me to catch all the games because I like to cover as many sports as I can, uh, watch the games I would I want to watch because I know it's going to be a good matchup or something like that. But the Lakers and the Vandals are like the two teams that I love to watch when I get a chance to because, for one, the Lakers right now, especially right now, they're in a rebuilding phase, not doing that great. So it's really interesting to watch that story play out. How like Where are they going to be in the next five years? Um, and then the Vandals, they're not a very great sports school. I mean, they have uh, like women's volleyball and women's basketball are both really good programs for them. Uh, track and field is also one of the better ones for the University of Idaho. Um, but Vandal football has never been all that great. I mean, they have they won a bowl game this year and they won one back in 2009. Um both really great seasons that I got to be a part of in some way, uh, whether I went to the game or I went to most of the games. So there's definitely a connection with a, a team that you identify with. Like I have so many clothes in my bedroom right now that have a Vandal logo on it. I can't even tell you how many. So I'm clearly passionate about that team as well, but I'm equally as passionate about the Lakers because they've had a big impact on me in my life. And I have several Lakers outfits, like jackets and hats and shirts and all kinds of stuff. So that's my answer to last week's question. I know it's long winded, but these things get really passionate. I love it. And I I really do appreciate Micah and Becky and Alice sending in your answers. Um, It means a lot. It really does. So getting to next week's question yet again, uh, it is if you could hang out with any athlete for a day, who would it be? And give me some reasons why you would pick them. I already have a few in my head and here's a hint. It's not Kobe Bryant for me. I have other guys in mind. So, um, shoot me your answers. 
You can email it to hello at abstractsports.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at abstractsports.com. Or you can message it to me on Facebook if you know me. Um, message it to us on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash abstractsports. Um, and hopefully we can feature your answer in the podcast next time. I noticed that this segment went on a bit longer than I thought it would just because the stories that came in were long and I want to share the whole thing. So um, I will try to find out a way to make the answers, questions and answers section um, maybe be a thing on its own. Uh, maybe build up a lot of answers to one question and then do a podcast where we just talk about your answers. Um, so that's that's one thing about this podcast. As we continue going forward, we're going to improve it in all these different ways that we that I, I think is good. And I think the questions thing and answers can can bring a lot of value to the podcast. Just stand alone. So um, again, though, question for next week. If you could hang out with any athlete for a day, who would it be? Send me your answers. Hello at abstractsports.com. If you want to get involved with Abstract Sports, head over to the website, abstractsports.com. There are some helpful links in the footer to get you started on writing with Abstract Sports. Um, I am the content manager, founder, whatever. I'm the, uh, I've got every title attached to that thing. It's like my baby. Um, so get involved with the blog if you, if you see fit. If you're as passionate about sports as I am, I think it's a good idea. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, please drop a comment when you get to it to let us know what you think about the content, whether you like it or dislike it, uh, what, or, you know, how you think we can improve. Um, I think negative or positive feedback is all positive. It's, it's only going to make the podcast better. Um, but be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash abstract sports and Twitter at abstract sports. That's with a K abstract with a K sports. Well, everybody, Thanks to everybody who came through the chat. Uh, it's been a very, very active chat this time around yet again. Uh, I see this thing getting more and more popular and I'm going to continue doing it as long as people will show up. So thank you. Thank you for coming by. Um, but that's all I've got for you guys today. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Kyle Richards and you just listened to the Abstract Sports Podcast. I'll see you next time.